0: okay here we go hi welcome everybody hi. This, is our, this is our first uh, panel uh, well-being panel so thank you for joining us tonight I am very excited to introduce our three panel members so I'll start with Dale uh, Dale uh, uh, Jacote, I said that right Dale Choket uh, Choquette. <laughs> sorry <laughs> I'm glad I asked Uh, For Dale, how many times have you said the same thing to two different people and got two different reactions? Dale knows. She also understands firsthand how this can cause arguments, disappointment, and stress. Dale is a master trainer and and a human behavioral consultant specializing in communication and relational skills. With a corporate background, she brings these skills to teams and individuals in a positive and fun way so the relationships are more positive. Originally from Montreal, Dale and her husband are both marathon runners and golf enthusiasts living in West Kelowna. They love the Okanagan lifestyle. So welcome, Dale. Thank you. Next is Benita. So Benita uh, runs Spirit Kelowna Psychic Coaching and Counseling. Oh my goodness, Benita, I met Benita. I'm going to say probably seven years ago, maybe five, six, five. Yeah. As long as you've been in Kelowna. And wow, uh, you don't forget Anita when you meet her. She is one of the kindest people I've ever met. She goes out of her way to accommodate whatever you need. And and she knows so many people. It's amazing. I had uh, I was lucky enough to have an office right next to her for two and a half years, I think, something like that. So And I got to constantly hear people say, Oh my goodness, Benita, you changed my life. It's such such an impact. So, And Benita has got so many tools in her tool belt. She's got psychic uh, abilities that she'll help people with, but she also designs websites. Uh, she helps us so many different things. It's amazing. She is definitely a role model for me on how she runs an entrepreneurial business. And uh, I'm very lucky to have met her as a, and have her as a friend and part of the balanced well-being community. So welcome, Benita.
1: Aw, thank you so much, Sean. I appreciate
0: it. You bet. And Lori Bartley. Uh, Lori was actually uh, one of the original board members of Balance Well Being, and I can't thank her enough for listening to me uh, about my vision and supporting me. And she was actually the first uh, storytelling host uh, along with Murray when we started this uh, six seasons ago. Oop, time has just flown by. So very blessed to have Lori uh, do all that stuff, which is fantastic. So Lori provides a scaffold of safety, nurturing, and heart-centered guidance and support. She is a powerful and impactful healer, hatha yoga instructor, nutritional coach, speaker, and author. Lori's diverse background in hospice care, combined with her mati lineage, has deepened her connection to the unseen world. Holding space with over 200 people in their final breaths has gifted Lori with an uncanny ability for depth of compassion. She understands what is not being said, what you may never be able to say. She has channeled ancient languages and at times is prompted to relay messages from loved ones who have passed. Lori offers a variety of practices to heal, restore, revive, and guide you to live a healthful, vibrant life. She is honored to be called upon when people are at their most vulnerable. So welcome, Lori.
2: Thank you, Shauna. Thank you, so, you very much. So
0: glad you guys could join us tonight our very first inaugural well, well-being panel. So I will moderate, as you probably could already tell, and I'll be asking each of the panelists a, a question that I have collected from the community about uh, the topic tonight, which is um, COVID uh, reset. What is it? COVID, I should know this. reset reset. <laughs> I think I'm tightened enough. You think it should just roll off my tongue. But anyway, so we'll get started with the first question. Lori. there is such a range in people's emotions on how they feel about the pandemic. Some of my family and friends are really freaked and others think it is all crap. I'm having a hard time navigating this. What tips do you have for me?
2: Well, I would say that um, definitely COVID has brought um, an awful lot of emotions to the surface. Um, very easy for people to feel strongly one way or the other. And for me, it's, it's about, first of all, identifying your own feelings about it. Because often what happens is we're pulled one way or another, depending on who we're around, this um, sort of scope of discussion. And we find that it's something that we're really pulled at. Um, My personal uh, approach, I guess, is to first of all, just really identify how I personally feel about things, right? Mm -hmm. To be open to learning new things, be stable and comfortable in my own body. Um, And so that the reaction isn't so strong, instead, it's a response, right? And that's typically what happens with any kind of communication or emotion, right? It's based a lot of times we go right into reaction. It really has a lot to do with our belief systems. It goes back, oh, for me, decades, for sure. (laughs) You know, um, all of us have been really, when you really look at it, We've been conditioned and it's not always a bad thing, but our belief systems are in place from when we were very, very young. We've been watching what other people, typically our parents are the biggest um, early, of course, um, influencers in our lives. And so they have certain patterns, they have certain go-tos, they have certain triggers, they have certain responses to things. And for me personally, in the last, I'm going to say five years, I've really started identifying what is actually mine and what is simply a pattern right when am i in pattern or program sometimes people call it when when am i not actually listening and paying attention to my own feelings but when am i simply at the and i'm going to use the word mercy but it's you know as a way to describe it because sometimes it can feel really really um um, strong so Ultimately, for me, to be able to navigate other people's feelings back and forth comes to understanding, first of all, where, where I feel, what I really truly feel. And second, and probably more important to me, is just really being open to I'm trying to understand everybody. Because some people are driven by fear. Other people, you know, and I notice that a lot. I've noticed that a lot there's there's fear is really at the bottom of a lot of it. And so it's a matter of uncovering the fear and what is there really to be fearful of and um, how can I make a difference in a positive way? Right. So that's awesome. I hope that answer. I hope that answers in some it way. Does.
0: I, I liked it even for myself. I'm like, no, yeah, I just got to be in touch with how I feel. That's uh, awesome. I love it. You've armed, armed me with something for sure. Uh, Dale. Things have been things have been tough in my marriage for a long time, but being forced to spend so much more time with my wife has been very challenging. I think I'm a good husband, but she is always angry with me. How can I improve this situation?
3: Well, um, yeah, that's apparently been happening a lot um, because at work we spend most of our time with somebody else, right? And so now people are being forced to spend time with their significant other and um it's a for me it's a question of looking at the relationship as it was in the as it has been but it's also about um i think opening up ourselves to discovering more about the other person so being angry um and it kind of goes back to what laurie was saying what is what is that individual's um, perception of what's happening um, getting down to the bottom of it but really opening ourselves up and talking about it um, instead of just accepting when well okay they're angry then talking about it and saying why what's going on why are you angry and uh, just opening opening up the lines of communication
0: a little bit more great thanks Dale Benita I have found COVID-19 has woken me up from my shallow life I have been living. I am so excited, but I don't know where to start embracing the life I, I really want.
1: That's a great question, and it sounds like so many of the folks that I've been working with since the beginning of COVID, I have not had one person say to me, I want to go back to life the way it was. Everybody's doing a reset, saying what needs to change. So I love that the, um, the person asking the question is excited. I think that's wonderful. In every challenge, there's an opportunity. I would say the first thing I would go to is what excites you. A lot of times when people think about something different that they want to do, uh, I call it shooting the horse before it even gets out the starting gate. They've already decided, well, that wouldn't work because... And I say, suspend disbelief, focus on something that you desire, that excites you, that has you infused about making that change, and then start by saying, what's one thing that I can do to start creating that change? So build on that excitement by, say, perhaps it's changing your career. Instead of assuming there's no way I could monetize that, go online and research people who are making a career out of the thing you want to do. So you start to see possibility. Remember, we live in a quantum universe. We're creating our reality. So knowing that, it means that when you move from I don't think that's possible to how can this be possible? You actually open up to a probability coming into your reality that makes that true. There's so many things that have gone on in my life and the way I live my life Mm -hmm. that people would say, Are impossible. So (laughs) I know we can literally create anything. And I would say a lot of times what people do is they overwhelm themselves by focusing on step 10 before they've taken the first step. And they just go, oh, there's so much involved to making this change in my life. Oh, I couldn't possibly do it. Forget about that. What is the first step? And sometimes the first step, especially if you are right now in a situation where you can't see a way of creating that reality is to start to plan for what would it take to create that. Do you need to re-educate? Are there certain things you need to acquire? Is there an internal attitude adjustment that needs to occur? And a lot of times when people come to me, they'll say, I know something needs to change, but I don't know what. And that's where my work comes in because I tune into their subconscious and it tells us what they need to do. And from there, we create a plan. So everybody has inside of them everything they need to shift into this new reality in a way that's going to be successful for them. It's just learning how to tap into that, get that information, bring it forward and start to work with it. And whether they work with me or somebody else or they do it through meditation or some other technique where they're tapping into their inner wisdom, everything is inside of them they need. It's just a matter of learning how to bring it forward and have fun with it. Enjoy the process just take it a step at a time.
0: Fantastic. Thank you so much. So back to Lori. I am paralyzed with fear that I'm going to get sick and either die or have debilitating lung challenges for the rest of my life. I am having trouble sleeping, feeling safe, and connecting with others. Please help me.
2: Well, Thank you for the courage that it took to ask the question and to reach out for help first of all, because there are so many beautiful and wonderful people that are here for you. Um, So yeah, please reach out uh, after this call uh, with, you know, to connect with any one of us or somebody else uh, that can help you through. So fear is a really base root feeling. Um, and and so it can completely cause overwhelm, and I understand. And what happens often is that you know uh, one thing adds to another, adds to another, adds to another, and suddenly everything seems like a huge big thing. So I'm going to go back to what Benita said about one thing at a time, because if we really sort of peel back the the layers of the paralyzing fear that you're talking about, right, the kind that really um, stops you from progressing forward. um, I think what you'll find is that, you know, it it becomes easier once you can unpeel those layers, right? So for me, energy work helps phenomenally. Um, I do have some beautiful people that have taught me energy work, of course, that I rely on uh, to help me out too. It comes down to belief systems, again, on um, inadequacy, on on perhaps, do I have enough? Do I have what I need to get through this? Um, If you already have physical um, challenges, right? Honestly, um, some, some is necessary, some shifting your belief and the words that you use are really powerful too. So it's not just the beliefs because the beliefs, um, form the thoughts, the thoughts are then come out in words and that there's so much power in the words you speak. So actually saying the words, I'm afraid that I'm going to, you know, have lung problems. I'm afraid that I'm going to develop things. I'm afraid that I'm going to die. Um, I've been working in hospice care for 14 years. And I can tell you, it's not an if I will die it may not, you may not want to hear it, but we are all in the process now. Every day we're getting closer to that final time and we will die. We are, we are living beings. That is what we are born to do. All living beings go through this cycle. And so I think it's really important to live the life you have been gifted now. And, uh, yeah. I'd love to help and really get into a deeper conversation about that. But really, it's, it's, it's shifting and really looking towards hope, looking towards how can I build up my body uh, through nutrition, through um, friendships, through um, meditation, perhaps. You know, there's lots of different tools that you can use. But the first step is always, always uh, so important. I wish you well.
0: Yeah, good good suggestions, Lori. That it's it's tough when people feel that that down and out. So, and uh, there's lots of options you gave, which is fantastic. They just gotta reach out and get some help. So, thank you.
2: And they have, and and honestly, just just in that, that's a big, huge, beautiful first step. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Well done.
0: Thank you, Dale. How can we help our young kids understand what is happening?
3: Well, that is a good question. Um, Since I don't have kids in my own, it makes it a little tougher to answer it. Um, I think we have to, I guess if I was a parent, um, first understand what they're feeling and what they're going through and get them to talk. Um, And I think it also depends on the age. Um, I I don't think that teenagers teenagers aren't going to react necessarily the same way as the younger ones and I really do um, I do feel for people sending their kids to school because as a as a parent what do you do like you know my husband and I said well what would we do we had kids Um, but it's it's again it's just talking to them finding out what they're thinking so that from our own perceptions of things and our own reactions, we can help them get through it much, much better. And it's also a question of looking at ourselves first. Because if we're, if we're in a position where we feel stressed or we feel fearful, it's going to be much more challenging to deal with a child's reaction Though from what I understand, kids are sometimes pretty good at, at sharing their emotions with, with people. So it's, it's talking. It's, first it's listening, then it's talking.
0: Seems like there's a common theme tonight that we really have to look at ourselves and see where we are when we make decisions to move forward in conversations or actions and stuff. So interesting. That's, that's so true. Thank you.
3: We can't. We can't deal with somebody else's uh, emotions until we know what we're feeling. Mm-hmm. And even between all of the four of us here or whoever's on the line, we all, we all feel things differently. So we can't say, oh, I, I, know, I know how you feel because we don't. Because each one of us being a different, a different person feels things differently we can say yes we're afraid but what's the emotion that's going on inside underneath that and that's what we really need to look at I think
0: I think for a lot of parents uh, women or men that they will put their needs aside and really not think about where they're coming from and focus on what their kids or their spouse or employees or, or co-workers feel before themselves so I think a real light bulb here is that you'd really have to figure out yourself first before you can really be of service to all those around you. Cause I do think a lot of people do put their, I'm not going to think about me. You know, my spouse is worried or my kids are worried. I'm just going to focus on them and, and yeah, really good, good points. I think that can help a lot of people guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Anita, I'm scared for our family's financial security. What if we have no money by the time COVID is done?
1: Wow, that is a tough one. Uh, first of all, I would send them your way. <laughs> 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 uh, I, well, I do think um, when something like this is going on, first of all, you want to look at every possible resource. So there's government programs. Um, sometimes it's looking at your financial situation and retooling it, which is where I think Shauna you um would come in very handy because a lot of times when people are looking at their finances they don't realize how creative they can be um what do i have that can be refinanced what can be sold what can we minimize on there's a lot of things in western society that we think we have to have and we get stuck on but you know My kids always have these things. And how can I say you can't have that right now? Um, When I was growing up, um, my father was a millionaire. When I was a little girl, I had my own pony. And I got sent off to England for the summer. And, you know, when my parents split up, everything changed. And there were a lot of things I didn't have anymore. And I think it was one of the best things that could have possibly happened to me. Because what I learned is I can have a lot, I can have a little. And I still have my internal resources. I still have my imagination. I still have my strength. And I think that as a society, we have gotten so used to creature comforts. I've been thinking recently about resilience and I've been thinking about the people who first came to this country from elsewhere. So say you came from England and you didn't have much and you wanted to make a better life for yourself. And somebody said, well, we can give you a plot of land in Saskatchewan and you arrive and you have all this land and there's nothing on it. And you have to make a house. So you created a Saudi, you literally took lumps of land and piled it up and made yourself a home. And people had a lot of kids and not all their kids survived. And they understood it was like that. We've gotten very comfortable. We've gotten very cushy. And so we have all these things we think we absolutely must have. And I know that one of the teachers in my life once had, you know, homes and vehicles and several businesses. And one day woke up and said, this is not my reflection anymore. And literally gave or sold it all, put a backpack on, walked the earth for a couple of years. So I know that we can do without a lot. And I feel for anybody that's in a situation right now that's saying, I don't know what I'm going to do money wise. I think of how the symbol, uh, the Chinese symbol for danger, is the same symbol for opportunity. So I would say definitely look at where you can budget, but then also start looking at can we create other streams of income? Can we as a family pool our resources? Even if you have children who have a paper route and you say, now we need you to contribute to the family finances, you can, with your paper route, buy some groceries every week. And doing it from a a point of view of we're a family, we're going to get through this together, and we need everybody's support to do that. When my mother left my father and we didn't have the lifestyle we had, I was so proud of the fact that at 12 years old, as a babysitter, I could buy my own clothes. So this is a time to get assistance, look for everything the government is offering, all the resources that are possible, get savvy about that. And that's, again, where I'm sure you can help point people to the resources and the help that are, that's necessary. And also to say, let's look at how you can rebalance your finances, but also how can this stimulate Every member of the family's creativity. And when you ask everybody to participate, it's amazing how people can shift and move through this. And one thing I would say is, hard as it is, we kind of all want to go, why me? Why not me? How can I see this as an opportunity? How can I help shift into something better? And, you know, I think about Lori as well who has changed her life radically and has a life of incredible freedom and transformation and has done it on a shoestring sometimes and other times had resources. And, you know, she might speak well as well to the flexibility that can be involved in shifting your lifestyle. So I would say Lori is also a good resource for people who want to look at how do I move through this situation with maybe a more flexible outlook than thinking this is what I have and I have to have all of this, and I can only work within certain means. Everybody is capable of creating something online uh, or looking at what they have and transforming it into something more useful. And I'm just going to add one more thing. There's all kinds of ways to save monies, z- save our money, and there's a really neat app called Flash Food. <laughs> I love it. I say most of the time now I spend half of what I used to spend on groceries. I use it all the time. The superstores are using it. Put the app on your phone. Food that is getting ready to expire is sold for half of what you'd normally pay, sometimes even less. Stick it in your freezer. It's perfectly good. It's amazing how much food you get, and it doesn't end up in a landfill site. So it's a (laughs) win-win.
0: So there you go. But when you're talking about somebody that sold everything and, and uh feed on the world for two years, I'm like, Laurie, did you do something like that?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes I did. Yeah.
0: <laughs> did you want to comment on the uh uh the fear of having no money and because uh, you I, did go through quite an interesting transition there. Not that you were poor, I, but I I'm did. Well, you did and just changed i did
2: my life shifted completely so i went from um a home on a quarter of an acre you know five bedroom home um down to a one bedroom suite um most of my stuff was in storage and now i've actually minimized i don't even have a storage unit anymore so uh, the things that i have um are you know All my business stuff, my paperwork, my income tax from seven years, you know, all those important things I've kept. Um, A few things, of course, uh, are always kept in my heart, of course, all the the memorabilia and things. But I have kept a few things from my children, although they're now parents of their own. Um, And honestly, I have. I have chosen to travel. And I house sit and I pet sit and I look after other people. And so I always have a beautiful home, a roof over my head. I'm exploring the world or parts of it anyway, um, able to really give, uh, which I love. I love animals. I love people. So, um, And also, of course, I've created a, um, a business where I can do it from anywhere in the world. So thank you, Bonita. Yeah, excellent flexibility. And it's all been through choice.
1: And the other thing I want to as well is that when you learn to live by your intuition, it's amazing what can show up. In 2011, I got the message to leave Ontario and come to Kelowna, where I knew nobody. I had never been here. I was starting a business from scratch. I literally showed up with one month's income in my bank account (laughs) and just the awareness that I was supposed to be here and everything I needed showed up and it's gone well for me. So sometimes when you're pushing against a closed door, it's time to look for the open window And part of that is tapping into what is your intuition telling you is your next move. And if you're not sure, that's where I come in. And that's something I can help with.
0: Well, thank you. So, Lori, how is this world fear around COVID impacting everybody?
2: Well, honestly, I can speak for myself Um, the best, of course, because Dale made a really good point. She talked about perceptions. And that is really how all of us view the world. Mm -hmm. So, my personal uh, perception and experience has not been one of incredible fear. Uh, The people I surround myself with, my friends, yoga instructors, um, you know, people that I um, model and really admire and respect are all very much more present than in the past or in the future and i think honestly that's where a lot of fear comes in it's fear of things that have not even happened Mm -hmm. yet may not ever happen but because all of this uh media and um oh the way the whole world has shifted um the financial world the uh medical all of it you know schools even education all of these really foundational pieces that honestly i believe uh, should be looked at and and we have these beautiful opportunities to shift and change all of those structures to things that are more uh, uplifting and helpful for people um, building community is important so you know the community you surround yourself with the the things that you listen to the books that you read the television that you watch All of the messaging that we can choose, and we do have a choice. We can choose to watch television that creates fear and instills fear, or we can, or we can choose to um, do our own private research, perhaps on things, and get a more um, balanced approach or something that feels more tolerable, more um, easy for us to digest. You know, instead of feeling like you know you've got this fire hose that's coming at you of information and and judgment there is so much judgment too you know and it's kind of like for me I just kind of go wow um I really just want to be a place of peace and calm in the world and for my for everybody my family and my my friends and and honestly for for the world in general so for me it's about saying whoa, whoa hold on just a moment um instead of reacting again to a uh, trigger Um, It's about really being calm and saying, does this really feel right? Um, Is there something deeper to the story? And if so, then how can I calmly uh, get to the bottom of it? There's also respect, right? Respecting other people's fear or or responses and stuff. So certainly it's uh, communication is big as well. So I can't speak honestly to the fear that's, that's, you say that people are experiencing because in my bubble, in my chosen lifestyle, uh, I'm with people whose nutritional health is good, so we're feeling good and vibrant to start with. We're not depleted, not having uh, sleep problems, not you know having all these other, not having uh, bowel problems or you know upset stomach or or all these things uh, that really do exacerbate the emotional too, right? So, honestly. Um, just really to feel into some peace and ease, however that comes to you. It could be through movement, it could be through music, it could be through friendships. And for me, the, the absolute shame of this all is the no hugging, no touching. I mean, I'm a touch therapist and for me touch is so important. So um, my tool for that would be just to really remember what it's like and to feel someone, and you know, we don't have to physically hug to feel that beautiful, nurturing hug from someone, right? It's my preference to go up and hug everybody, but um, at this time, of course, I really let other people lead me when it comes to that, and uh, that's all I'll say. But remember, our minds are very powerful. We can imagine anything and everything, and we can feel it in every cell of our body when we really use our imagination, and and put the feeling behind it so
0: that's wonderful thank you Lori. that's great great uh, information to surround yourself with positive people and be careful about those you choose to be around and uh, create that positive world for yourself excellent dale when you are in the grocery store and people aren't social distancing what is the best way to communicate back off without sounding like a jerk <laughs>
3: Oh, that is a good question. Um, I haven't really come across that myself. Um, I have found that most people um, are, are responsible. Um, again, it kind of goes back to, to who we are, right? Some people will just say back off. <laughs> that it's I know that wouldn't be me. Um, I've... If, if you can and if you can do it in in a way that um, doesn't cause friction like I'll they put it, put it that way um, then just say you know hey um, you're a little too close because <laughs> there's me some people I said they have no concept of what six feet is you <laughs> really
0: I know it's feet not it's feet not inches right
3: yeah but you know they haven't been they haven't been I haven't measured it. I, you know, I, I, and I'm the kind of person who will kind of turn around and just glare at somebody. Um, again, looking at ourselves, looking at how we react to everything. Um, what's the best way for you as an individual, knowing yourself? Because you've got to know how you react to different things, knowing who you are and. How can I best do this? <laughs> I mean, the security guards come and take <laughs> me away. Um, and sometimes, you know, it's just, if you're with somebody else, say, hey, isn't it six feet? Um, they might get the hint, but, but in the work that I do, you know, through DISC, we, we do something, we do things like this, you know, people aren't going to the back of the line. And each one of us is going to react in that way. So look at yourself, look at how do I normally react, and then check out the situation. Should I say something? Should I not say something? Or should I just kind of hold my breath and, and, and plow through it? Um, there are lines that I've gone in some of the stores where, you know, they've got arrows and people are going in the wrong direction. And, and you know, at this point, I'm just saying... Okay, I guess they don't know how to read the arrows. Um, but that's the way I am. And each one of us has to do what we feel is right without causing, without causing bad feelings, without causing a fight. So that's my take on it.
0: Thank you. <clears throat> Benita, the biggest thing I feel around COVID is the unknown. How should I deal with that? I'm a person that plans and is very organized.
1: Uh, well, this is one of the things that I think COVID is doing for us is uh, we always have this illusion that we can plan our lives. My motto is I get up in the morning with plans and then the universe has other plans and I go along with them. So <laughs> um, there's this the concept in Buddhism of the void. The void is the unknown. It's the place um, where uh, a lot of people don't want to go because the ego likes to go from a known to a known. It likes patterns, it's what it's known to look for. So the ego will always take you where you've already been. So when you step into the unknown, the ego freaks out because it's got nothing to hang its hat on. And so the unknown, the void can be very uncomfortable, but the thing to remember is also that it's the place of pure potential, which means from there, anything can happen. I remember one day I, I, ha- I was on a mission. I was going to three stores in two hours. I was determined I was going to do this. And I get to the first store and there's a cashier at the cash who's a trainee. So everything is slowing down while this person's being trained. I get to the next store. And the machine at the cash breaks down just as I get there. I get to the next door. It's another trainee. And at this point, I'm just looking up at the sky and going, I get it. I'm not in control. I never was in control. That's my illusion. So what I would say for anybody who's a planner who says, how do I plan for this? There's so many unknowns. Quite frankly, you can't. And it's a wonderful opportunity to go within and say, what is going on inside of me that is so attached to planning, that's so attached to having things go a certain way that I'm really discombobulated when when there's a spanner thrown in the works, when I can't have things the way I want them to. What kind of feeling arises? Is it frustration, anger, fear, maybe even grief? Something is brought to the surface when we can't get our way. Our patterns say, this is what I should get when I run this pattern. And when we don't get what we want, the pattern freaks out. And if I go back to my original talk about the Saudi, you know, people came to this land and they had to adapt. And because we've gotten so comfortable, we have a lot of shoulds. I should have it this way. That person should treat me this way. I should get this thing because I did this. And when we don't get those shoulds accommodated, we can get really upset. So we can either look at the world like could you all just stop doing these things so i'm not uncomfortable or we can instead say why am i uncomfortable why is this bothering me what inside of me is struggling to come to consciousness that i now get to look at because i didn't get my way because my plan didn't work out so it's an opportunity it's not a fun one this is not the kind of work we asked to do but it is extremely beneficial. If we look on it, then in every moment, the universe is always giving us exactly what we need for our spiritual development. Not always what we want, but always what we need. And sometimes what we need is to not have things work out the way we wanted them to. Oh, you're, you're mute, Shauna.
0: <laughs> Thank you, sorry. <laughs> I was picking up some background noise. I thought I'd mute myself for, for a moment and stuff. Thanks, thanks, Benita. Yeah, it's, it's hard. There's so many unknowns. Like, you hear that all the time from people, absolutely. So, Lori, I want to stay up to date on what is happening, but I find the news is so depressing to watch.
2: Okay. You're talking to someone who rarely watches the news. So, this is, <laughs> this is so not how my how do you stay? How do you stay up to date? you know what? I just feel into it. I, I listen to things. I'm respectful. I mean, if I go out to a supermarket or, you know, to get groceries when I, when I do, I, it's pretty clear that masks are mandatory. So I'll wear the masks, you know, I, I'll watch other people. I'm aware of what's going on around me. Um, this summer, actually, we, uh, we went on a beautiful uh, travel. And so, you know, every province had different stipulations of what you know uh they need what they need from you um so it's honestly been a lot of um modulating the um rules and and they honestly they change from province to province um some places masks are mandatory other places it's a suggestion um i honestly i don't i have not watched television for well over four months Um, I trust me. There's a lot on Facebook. There's a lot of information coming. There's discussion, there's conversations, there's zoom calls, there's, you know, pop-ups on your newsfeed, of course, in, uh, uh, social media and things. And so I keep up to date that way. Cool. Thank you. That's, that's the truth of it for me. And that's, that's possibly why I'm really very chill and calm about things. Um, is because I'm not allowing that to pull me or draw me or dictate um, how I'm going to feel in the morning. And, and this is similar to Benita, right? I wake up and I just say, please bring me someone that I can best serve. Um, and, you know, bring me the experiences and the people that, that I can best serve today. And leave it at that. And, you know, and then I let inspiration come in. And of course, there's people who I haven't spoken to for a while. And suddenly it's like, oh, bing, I'm going to call them, right? And there's always a beautiful reason. So I'm I'm excited to live more in the moment than um, concerned about the future, put it that way.
0: It's interesting you say that because you don't want the news to affect you, but you want to kind of keep up on things. But I, as a financial planner, uh, and I know the markets and I'm comfortable with and I can talk to people for a long, long time about it. But if I listen to the news too long, talking about the markets and the fear that they're peddling and stuff it's like starts to make me worry and stuff it's really impactful on people the the news so really important to make sure again you're filling your environment up with positive things because we don't need to add any more negative negative stuff so dale my mother is in a senior's home in another province she felt cut off before but now i am really worried about her state of mind what what things can i say to her to keep her mentally healthy
3: Um, you know what, I would say, like, if you have the opportunity to, um, actually do like a zoom call, and sometimes, you know, a lot of seniors these days are up on the stuff. So that's good. If you can do that and and actually see the person, um, it's so much better, but, um, I think that listening and letting her express what she's feeling and understanding, um, and then responding in a way that makes her feel good. That's the best advice I can give. Um, uh, it's, you know, I, I, I've just read, so, I've seen so much about it and there's been, there's been a lot of talk and I mean, the best thing you can just do is just to be there and listen and understand and, and you know, say what you've always said to her, right? Um, I love you, mom. That's the best thing I think that anybody could want to hear.
1: Can I add something?
3: Mm-hmm. Have her
1: do her memoirs. Say, mom, I want to write your memoirs. Let's go back over your whole history and talk about all your memories, because that's going to help her access other parts of her brain.
3: Yeah, and that's a great idea, Bonita, because it just jogged my memory that now I wasn't um, I wasn't in back in Montreal when um, my mother had moved from the regular apartment to the assisted living, which she questioned. Okay, um, and it was only phone calls that we did because she, she wouldn't go near a computer. So it was only phone calls that we did. And she would often say, well, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to go to the other side, but you know, everybody's, you know, I fallen again and everybody's telling me I should go over. And I said, what I said to her was, then you have to do what you feel is right. Cause I didn't, there was no point in me influencing her because I very much would think the same way as her. And once she got over there, um, some of the conversations were quite interesting. She says, you know, because my mother's mind was just fine, thank you very much. She was 90, she would have been 94 when she, when she passed away. Um, and she kept saying, you know, they all come in here in two weeks after they're in here, they're going crazy. But there was one wonderful person that she met and She said, why don't you write your memoirs? And so she did that for her. And I got, um, my brother sent me a copy of it. And it was fascinating for me to read what she was talking about. Because she was going way back to before, you know, before she got married and everything. And I went, well, I didn't know that because she never spoke about it. So that is a wonderful idea, especially if you, the person that is taking that information, you're going to learn so much more about her that you never knew. So now you just gave me goosebumps.
1: (laughs) I've been exploring my family's history, and it's fascinating how many women in my family flew or took a boat across the ocean or the sea to a new land to start a new life when they were young teenagers and doing it alone. Mm. And I look at the adventurous spirit of myself, my mother, my daughter, and now quite likely my granddaughter um, that that's been in our family history. So I think it's a wonderful opportunity to do that with a parent and my father at 81 is writing his memoirs. So, and they say that that's actually the part of the brain that's easiest for older people to access. Which is why, even if somebody has Alzheimer's, if you play music from a younger era, that will often bring them back out of themselves. Because mm-hmm. it plays that part of the brain.
0: Awesome. Thank you, guys. That's great. So, Benita, I've had to take my service business online because of COVID. I see that others have done that. Uh, what tips can you offer for me to be successful?
1: Okay. Um, One thing for sure is have an easy way for people to work with you. I think Zoom is wonderful. Um, One of the things I like about Zoom is that you can provide your clients with a video and audio recording of the time that they've spent with you. And that's just a wonderful thing to be able to give people so that they can just focus as they're working with you if you're doing something like a consultation. Um, In terms of services... Um, I'm assuming that the person asking the question has services that work online. Um, I would say make sure your social media is going strong and look at media that best reflects your business. So, for example, if you have a very visual type of product, you want to be on Instagram. And Instagram works for a lot of people um, in a lot of other ways. If you're really promoting yourself, So if you're working in some sort of consultation and I think most people in service really are offering themselves, their personality, their dedication, their care for their client. Social media is a way of giving people a way to get to know you because ultimately whatever product or service you're offering, you're making a human to human connection. And Dale, I know can strongly relate as a relationship coach. It's all about the relationship you're building. So making yourself accessible and looking for ways to promote yourself online. So whether you have a YouTube channel, you're doing videos, podcasts, if you're talking about your ideas, give people ways to access you. I build beautiful websites for my clients, but the number one thing I say is, it doesn't matter how beautiful your website is if nobody knows to go there. So social media is a way of connecting with people and bringing them to your site And um, one of the things I'll mention that I think is number one for everybody, and it's absolutely free, it doesn't cost you a cent, Google My Business. Type it in your browser, Google My Business. It's going to pull that up for you. If you're not already on there, flesh it out. Google might have stuck your business up there, but that doesn't mean they have added your photographs. You can have posts on there, you can post events, all kinds of links they've made it a really robust platform now and Google, if you start getting Google reviews, not only will somebody going into Google maps and saying, where is there a um, life coach in my area? It won't just bring you up, but the more good reviews you have, the higher it will put you. And in the Google search engine itself, the higher it will put you. So ask the people who've worked with you before to give you reviews and definitely make sure you use it in a really robust way. For example, another thing I'll mention is Square. If you're doing all your purchases through Square, Square also has a booking online platform. You can put it on your Facebook, your Instagram, your Google My Business. What you want to do is make it really easy for people to access you book your services, connect with you online. So if they're in Google My Business and wow, she's got great reviews, there's great photographs of what she's offering. Oh my God, I can click that button and book her right now. And Square integrates with your Google Calendar. So people can see when you're available, they can book you. I have had people, I've heard my phone bling at midnight because somebody booked me for 1 p.m. the next day. People love being able to access you and book you when they want to on their time. Make it easy for them. Um, The other thing I would say is if you have a service that people might need an explanation about because we can't go to our regular referral group meetings where we're connecting with everybody and talking about what we do, make it easy. Give people at least a 10-minute free consultation. You're not giving away a service you're asking them what their needs are, you're talking about how you can meet their needs. And one thing I dearly love to do, because as you can see, I've got people here, everybody in this group are people with valuable services, I do a lot of referrals. So if people contact me in that 10 minutes, if I don't think I'm what you're looking for, I'm gonna give you the name and phone number of somebody who is. So make sure, because it's so hard for people to get around now and, and access things, that you're very accessible, and you make the world more accessible to your clients. Be that person who's willing to make sure they get what they need, even if it's not from you.
0: Great, thank you so much. Uh, Well, we've gone through our questions, uh, but maybe we'll go around one more time and let everybody add any more comments they'd like to say that we haven't covered or thoughts on, on the COVID reset. We'll start with Lori again, put you on the, the hot seat every time uh, as you go
2: around. So anything okay. you'd like to share or add? Or... It's great. Sure. Yes, I would say like the topic, honestly, when it said from regret to reset, I spent a fair amount of time really considering what does that word regret mean? Why is there regret? Um, and to me, regret comes down to judgment. It comes down to weighing this versus that. and and. Um, thinking that a choice that you made or believing that a choice that you made was not in your best interest. And hindsight's perfect, of course. We all have those times where you go, oh boy, that didn't turn out the way I saw it, right? Um hindsight's 2020. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so no matter what your intention is, of course, too, that you put forward, um, and that's the one thing we can choose, right? Is how we choose to be in this world. How open and pure of intent are we? How open hearted are we? How giving are we? And Benita, beautiful examples of if you can't help someone, if you don't think you're the right fit, of course, you would offer another suggestion and um, just love it, right? I mean, so you can tell that, you know, we're, we're in a group of people with balanced well being, I've met many, many, um, who are that way already, right? We understand the impact of our actions, of our intention, of our heart, of our uh, words, and um, but behind that, I think really, really important when we're talking about regret, it's kind of like, but is that even true? Is it true that we didn't make a good decision, or is it just that things, you know, there are more components to it than just us and our input into the world, right? There are other people who are involved, and in, of course, in community. Um, So anyway, it was just an interesting sort of analysis that I did. I just really thought, okay, well, let's dig into that word. um, And how can we then shift it? And of course, that's what this whole conversation is, right? Doing a pivot, just really taking a look at at what the reality is of something, not just the perception, um, and then saying, okay, now how do I choose to pivot? How do I choose to make a move in the best way for me and those around me, right? Because for me, it's not um always about me i mean certainly i want to know how i'm feeling about something but there are really beautiful ways that we can communicate with others even when we're in disagreement right just to have a conversation about that without causing you know security guards to come as you mentioned (laughs) tail right yeah when i'm in a lineup honestly i'll just say oh excuse me you know can i help you with something if somebody starts approaching me or whatever because i genuinely would help them with something if, if that was their need um, sometimes it's just people are are just not aware of their physical surroundings in the moment right so i tend to give people the benefit of the doubt and and just really you know is there something i can help you with and often they'll say no and you know whatever and then they kind of reset and realize where they are or whatever the situation is but yeah that's
0: a good tip thanks the wonderful welcome dale dale what would you like to to share um
3: I think it's a good time, if you're talking about resetting, I think it's a good time to learn more about yourself. Um, understanding, you know, it's, I mean, my husband, pardon me, my husband and I, I mean, we've been here for, for two years. Um, we've been pretty much together since, let me see, uh, not the number of years I've been married, because that's, that's a long time, but <laughs> I, won't, I won't reveal that. But um, it's, it's always been the two of us. But I, right now, um, I am still learning things about myself and my communications with him and vice versa. And I, I think, you know, this whole thing maybe has, has brought this out. So there's always something to learn about who we are. And earlier on, I think it was probably uh, April or something, um, <clears throat> I, I did a little video and I was talking about, because the kids were home from school, like, it's a perfect time to get to know your kid. It's It's like, we think we know ourselves and we think we know other people but without looking at well yeah so so why did you react that way and learning about it and learning about the other individual um it makes a huge difference in how how we see ourselves how we see other people um how we communicate going back to the lineup again seems to be an issue tonight um we're all because we're we're just all unique and none of us are going to react the same way so but understanding that more about ourselves and well why did this person say that um we tend to be a little bit more forgiving I could put it that way so that would be that would be my my last thought is you know find some way to learn about yourself you can always reach out to me on my website um you can go on the internet just make sure what you're looking at is is you know the real thing um and and just going ahead you'll be so much better off
0: thank you and Benita
3: so
1: the regret to reset the way i look on that is we've had very very busy lives And regret is often, I wish I'd spent more time with this person. I wish I'd done this. I wish I'd done that. I wish I could get around to this. And I think what COVID has done is kind of stopped us in our tracks and said, hey, now you have time for all that (laughs) stuff I wish you'd gotten to. And it's a very interesting time because it is the first time on this planet that everybody has faced the same threat, And been in communication with each other about it. Because in 1918, when this happened, the world couldn't talk to each other. It's like a worldwide meditation in mindfulness. Because one of the things we haven't been able to do with this is go, wow, that's happening over there. Oh, well, at least it's not happening here. It's everywhere. We're all on the same page. And the other thing it's done, and I, I love this opportunity we've been given is the real the real life exercise of mindfulness and oneness i'm walking around in a store and i actually i actually look on it as its contribution to what i call slow living now i'm not in a store on a mission i'm going to get in get out in my 20 minutes and get my stuff i walk in i've got my mask on and I'm observing somebody standing in the doorway. I'm gonna wait six feet back until they've moved through, and then I'm going to move through. I was in an aisle one day, and this woman and her husband walked right over to where I was, and I immediately stepped back and gave them six feet, and I stood there, I'd say a good 10 minutes, waiting to go back to where I was to do my purchase, and they were completely unaware that they basically moved me out of that spot, And she's chatting away with her husband and they're looking at what they want to look at. And it's an opportunity to be mindful and just to go, everybody's got their own level of awareness. She's completely unaware that she did this and I'm not in a rush. If you're in a rush and you're shopping today, that's just a bad combination. Don't shop when you have to be somewhere. Just take your time. Think of it as meditation. So you step in and you're mindful. And for me as an asthmatic, I have been in situations where people get a little too cozy up behind me and I just turn and say, could you please give me more space? I'm high risk. And people are usually, yeah, no problem. Or if I'm heading into an aisle and somebody's coming the wrong way, I'll be like, I'm supposed to go that way. And they'll smile and they'll turn around and go the other way. We can do it pleasantly. We can do it with humor. This is a human experience. So to me, the whole reset, and it's been insane how, Everybody is on the same page with this. I have not had one person come to me and say, I want to go back to my life the way it was. Not one. Everybody has said, I, I, I've heard the, re- the word reset so often. I need to reset my life. Things aren't working. I'm really aware of that now. The relationship is not going well. We're together so much we can see what's not working. Um, I need to change up my career I want to do the spiritual work because now the universe has given me time for that. It's incredible. So I'm looking at it as this is a chance to slow down. Oneness means we're all in this together. We all affect each other and COVID makes it really clear that we affect each other. How can we walk more gently and more mindfully through the world? How can I make sure? And I think that I love the expression, namaste. You know, namaste, the spirit in me salutes and recognizes the spirit in you. Namaste is, I care so much about you, I wear this mask for you. The mask is not for us, it's for the other person. And I just love that idea of honoring and supporting other people by doing something that's a kindness for them. And it's an obvious kindness. Because I don't know who's around me that has somebody else that's more vulnerable in their life, even if they aren't. So... It's such a lovely opportunity to slow down, be mindful, be kind, be calm, and ask ourselves, what has this opportunity visited itself upon me for? What is the chance for me to do that reset and change something or maybe many things about our lives so that we evolve out of this into a better world than we could possibly have imagined before COVID?
0: Wonderful. Awesome. So Lori, what services are you offering these days and how do people get a hold of you?
2: Oh, well, thank you. Uh, Well, I'm spending a lot of time lately in uh, nutrition coaching, which I'm really enjoying. But where I would honestly say that my skill set is really shines is in energy healing. I do remote energy healings as well. So I've been trained in a number of modalities, therapeutic touch, Reiki, access consciousness bars, And Benita mentioned oneness. We are all one and we are all connected. And my um, process for that is that um, I can be here in my room, in my home, in my space, and the person stays in their space. And uh, we have a conversation, sometimes via Zoom, uh, just to explain the process. And then I go ahead and, and do it. We do not have to be in the same room at all energy work is so beautiful that way is we do impact each other and we certainly affect each other and so anyone wanting some you know nurturing support and of course follow up a conversation with that about what items i picked up um where i can help the most what emotions were behind the physical pain that often we we um are in uh we are multifaceted beings, and so honestly, I would say my energy work is where I really actually shine and love love every opportunity to help people in that way. Awesome. So they can, and they can get a hold of me through. Um, you'll notice my name is Zen chick. I have actually applied for a trademark for that name. I use it all the time, and it really sticks. So it fits. Uh, I have a Zen book Zen book Zen, bleh, Zen chick <laughs> Facebook page, uh, LinkedIn page as well. Or you can email me at askzenchick at gmail.com.
1: And you do distance energy work, right?
2: I do. Yes. Yes. Distance energy work. So we don't have to mask up and and be somewhere together. Like I said, I'm here in my space and you're in your space. And yeah, and we'll have some really impactful time together. It's beautiful.
0: Awesome. Thank you, Lori. Dale, what what services have you got going and how can people reach you? Um, well I
3: always have my um, personality profile assessments um, it's not to find out whether you're crazy or not I don't do any <laughs> psychology so you're safe on that it's just to learn about your personality style your communication style um, those are all online um, and I am I'm also doing my my personality based programs online as well now so I'm all set up with that um, and I do have a LinkedIn page um, and I have my website, which is just Dale, uh, that's the easy one, D-A-L-E, at, and I'll spell this one for you guys, <laughs> dot com. because I, so often people just put an S and not a C, but it's a C, so, um, yeah, um. And, you know, um, you could even book a free uh, 10-15 minute call, find out um, what you might need, and um, that's no charge at all.
0: Awesome. Thank you. Benita.
1: Well, first, before I say anything, Sean, I just want to thank you for today's forum and this opportunity to connect with some wonderful friends and connect with your viewers. And um, can you put our links to our sites on the Facebook feed?
0: Absolutely. I usually put the uh, Facebook pages for sure. And then usually your websites are attached to that.
1: Okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. So for me at Spirit Kelowna, I do um, work worldwide through spiritkelowna.com. I'm on Zoom. I also, since June 1st, have been taking clients at my office. I do ask that you wear a mask. I wear a mask. We keep everybody safe and i do um, intuitive counseling and coaching and what that means is that everything that's coming up for you right now we're going to tap into your subconscious get the information from your subconscious about what you most need to know to move forward in your personal life your professional life this can be relationship career spiritual path anything that's coming up for you you're going to come away with lots of tools to work with you're absolutely welcome if you come to my office to record your session on your phone, and I also do a lot of business coaching, which includes designing your website, and I'm working on an online um, program, um, Soul Decision Leadership, which will help you to be your own psychic, tap into your intuition to get your life going where you want it and your career. And I'm working on a book, and I'm never bored. <laughs>
0: Very true. You're on fire. <laughs> so I'll get you guys to hold tight uh, after I end this but I just wanted to say you know thank you guys I thought that went really well and I really appreciate your time and uh, how, much, how much you helped people because there are definitely people with challenges going on and it's nice to be able to openly talk about some ideas and different ways to reframe what you're thinking and how to move forward so thank you, um, thank you that thank was you. awesome thank you. You one more thing Oh, yes.
1: Sean, people also need to be aware that with all the financial challenges and they want to talk to somebody who's going to be really gentle and understanding and very grounded, you're their gal. Oh, (laughs)
0: thanks. I love love helping people in business. That's good. Thank you, everyone. You Thank you.